Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Um, I am Mary Baker, and um, we are in studio today. I have Sharon with me doing the technical stuff, as she always does. Um, and I have some pretty awesome... Don't actually know if we're going right now, because our intro music is still going. That's good. Yeah, he does oh, okay. It's a slow See, this... fade. Keep going. Gonna... Keep going. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't been on live radio in probably, I don't know, like four weeks at this point. Um, I was on vacation, and then, you know, I got COVID, as people do these days. Um, but here I am. I'm back and in action. Um, but so I, we are doing a really interesting show, a show that I'm going to love because it's kind of in my wheelhouse. But we're talking home buying in 2022, what it looks like. And we have some pretty awesome first-time home buyers in the room with us today. So we have Sharon's cousin's daughter, Alicia Pavadore. Did I say it right? Yes. Alicia Pavadore. I just like saying it like that. Like, I feel like I want to do the Italian. <laughs> it's Pavadore. It's, a, it's amore. It's amore. I love that. And her wonderful significant other, Kyle Simmons. Say hi, guys. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so we are live on the radio, but um, I know Sharon's getting us live on Facebook, and I think some people are watching us. Right? Maybe? A little bit? Eight um, people. Eight people. You awesome. know, that's all, that's all we need. All we need is one. Yeah. And then makes it all worth it. Um, but so we are talking home buying today, and we were joking before we got we went live saying, you know, you guys will kind of get into it a little bit, but you guys have kind of had an easy ride in comparison to what a lot of home buyers have experienced or a lot of home buyers in today's market have experienced. So it'll be a nice change of pace, right? Not so Debbie Downer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we got really lucky. Um, so why don't you introduce yourselves? Alicia, why don't you go first? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I did put on the agenda, I said, like, age, profession, just so people can get to know you and um, uh, set, set you up for what your experiences have been like. All right. So my name is Alicia. Um, I am 26 years old, and I am a physician assistant at Boston Medical Center. Um, pretty much, we've just been looking for, like, maybe a month now with uh, you guys, and mm -hmm. we got really lucky, and we just closed on our... Or, sorry, we just got our offer accepted on our condo in Whitman, so we're pretty pumped. Even more than that, you signed a purchase and sales agreement. Well, look at that, yeah. <laughs> even more than that, so even more secure. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Kyle? And my name is Kyle. Uh, I grew up in Berkeley, Massachusetts. I'm 27 years old. I'm a mechanical engineer. I work in Boston. Um, Alicia and I live in Quincy right now. We've been there for the last year or so, and we're looking forward to our next move into Whitman. What does a mechanical engineer do? And I know that I that completely off topic, but it so sounds very fancy. There's yeah, it does sound fancy. There's a lot of different types of mechanical engineers, a lot of different paths you can take. Um, I work in the commercial construction business, so we work with 
a lot of high rises with renovations or new construction and uh, we'll provide mechanical electrical fire protection plumbing services for new, new construction builds so you're doing all that stuff in the seaport yeah mostly seaport downtown boston um so anything the, you're the, the reason boston i don't area. recognize anything when i go in there yeah. anymore <laughs> exactly he just was in ohio he's uh, yeah. in burlington vermont oh, they do wow. jobs kind of yeah we do a lot of traveling team. a lot of work all over the country that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Burlington. Sharon, is that where Mackenzie went to school? St. Mike's? Yep. So um, yep. Sharon's daughter, Mackenzie, went to St. Mike's up in Burlington, Vermont. Oh, yeah. It's a small world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've right. never visited. Oh, I heard it's beautiful. It's a great area. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it is really nice up there. Um, Lots of fun, like, bars and I don't know. Shops. Sharon has been raving about the... Could you guys like, boost your mics, right? please? Your levels are really low. Um, Sharon, we need to boost our mics. Our levels are They, very, they very went low. down. I don't know what happened. Okay. Um, is that getting better? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, but Sharon's been raving about this pizza joint that's up there. I have no idea what the name of it is. When she gets on, she can share it with everybody. But there's a pizza joint up in Burlington, Vermont, that I literally, that's the first place I have to go if I ever go. She's been raving about it for eight years. Oh, my goodness. Eight. Have you been? I have not. There's, so she, there's she's got to tell you, and if there. you're going up to Burlington, Vermont, you got to go get the pizza, it, it, and then you have yeah. to tell me if it's as amazing as she says it is. Yeah. It's they do, great. like... Great vacationing spot for foodies, anyone that's trying to yeah. go around. Especially your male guest. I don't know if he's away from his mic, but his needs to go up, please. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay. So, thank you for introing yourself. With regard to what we wanted to chat about today, sorry, um, is what the home buying process and experience has been for you guys, right? Yeah. So... I'll, I'll kind of set it up, right? We we met, what was the, the first step? You know, we met on the phone. You set up a conference call with Sharon to kind of go over what the process is. She brought me into that conversation. Um, and then that was when I was actually going away on vacation. So we set you up with Jasmine from Maritime Mortgage, right? Is, Jasmine's listening too, isn't she? I think she is. Yeah. yeah, maybe Jasmine, you can actually, Jasmine, if you want to call into the radio studio, uh, 781-837-4900, we can get you in here, or I can bring you on Facebook somehow, I don't know, <laughs> maybe call the studio, I think maybe Tim, that Tim, yeah, Tim can get you through. Um, but so setting you up with Jasmine, and talk about that process a little bit, and how that worked um, with her, when you talked to her about getting pre-approved, and um, how her team was able, how quick and easy was that, because it was. Yeah, um, I can't even believe how fast I was able to get pre-approved. I feel like it took maybe eight hours, maybe 12 hours. So not as scary as what everybody thinks, right? They're like, oh, do I really have to go through the process of getting pre-approved? How long is it going to take? Exactly. And they gave me like a list of what we needed to give information-wise, and it really wasn't that hard to obtain, really. But I had pretty much all of the, those things. I sent What was in. on the list? Um, I know it was like my license, um, my like, tax returns, yeah, W-2s. Two months of bank statements. Two months of bank statements, which was just going online and printing something out. So um, all pretty easily accessible, yes, right? Yes, definitely. And it was nice that we were close to tax season, too, because all the documents <laughs> were still readily available. <laughs> exactly, yeah, we just like got them yeah. from doing that. So, And then it was like... I think the next morning, George had texted me and was like, "All right, that's it. Like you're pre-approved. Like here's your." Did you fill out any like anything online, like a questionnaire or anything, or was it literally just, "Hey, these are all the documents." Sending it. I think they do like a secure website that you send everything through. Yes, I forgot about that. Um, they had sent us a link, and then it was a questionnaire just of, like, how much your mortgage, how much like uh, what you're currently spending potentially exactly yeah. um and then just like some preference questions and then at the end just like upload the documents to the pdfs and submitted it yeah because i i mean you guys really i mean I, I was gone i was gone so i wasn't part of the process <laughs> but um came back and kind of like hit the ground running it was literally we talked on 
I don't know, like a Tuesday, mm-hmm. a yeah. Tuesday or a Wednesday. And you were leaving and that following Monday. Yep, weekend. I, I was leaving that following week, and you guys were got pre-approved that week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And kind of I think it was so. It I, we felt bad for you guys at the time, like the timing that you guys called us. Mary never. I can't remember the last time Mary went on vacation. No, uh, never. Six years ago. Yeah, and then my daughter Casey is getting married, so she's getting married in Greece. In actually, yeah, we leave May twenty fifth, but I was having like a big party at my house that same weekend, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot that yeah. that all coincided. Yeah, so you were on vacation. I was having a little get-together that ended up being 75 people, a tent, tables, you know. 75 wow. people? Yeah. Uh-huh. There was a lot of people there. You missed a really good party. I know, I was sad. I FaceTimed her from the airport. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm not missing you guys. But Mary Aww. has been with me since she was 21, by the way. So That's 11 she, years. Yeah. yeah, so she's sort of like one of now. my daughters. So she grew up with my girls, you know, so... Um, so we had that, so I was not available, and then Evis, I know, was like a one-arm paper hanger, a wallpaper hanger, because she was with all other buyers that you had, yep. too, and then trying to, like, work with you guys, and then I'm, like, paying attention, I was like, literally, if they screw up my cousin's child, I am not going to be happy, like, just, like, sort of scrolling along, but, like, didn't want to be, like, micromanaging, even though, like, I was, like, following along, um, and then there was something else that happened. Oh, then Mary came back, had COVID. Mm-hmm. I had to move my other daughter, Mackenzie, move apartments for her, which oh, okay. was hellish in yeah. Newport. So, yeah, so you guys sort of got, like, thrown in. And then, oh, yeah, then I hear, oh, they got accepted. <laughs> no, got an accepted <laughs> offer. Yeah. I'm like, really? Wow, that yeah. was Chad, good. It wasn't even on Mother's Day. So we went and saw a house, um, a couple of houses. We saw three on Mother's Day. I do remember Mother's Day. Yeah, on Mother's Day. I told her I was willing to be with you on Mother's Day. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Dedication. I was like, well, my kids, like, seriously, they're 26 and 27. They don't care about their mother. Well, I was like, I'm the only one who doesn't have kids, so it makes the most sense for me. Aww. But I prepped. So I, um, I had talked to you guys, obviously, before leaving the house. And if you were comfortable with me, it had been days since I was showing symptoms from COVID. But right. anyways... Um, and it was the first house. It was the first house that I had seen with you, which is kind oh, of interesting. Yeah, I That's true. That. We were with Evis the entire time before. Right. Yeah. How many houses <laughs> did you see with Evis? Now I'm just curious to see how many. Four. Three. Three or four. Three or four. Really, two. The Rockland condo, or uh, the Rockland Randolph house, and mm. then the condo. And the Westbridge Water house. Well, we didn't oh. see that with her. At well, what was she, that? Ash. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, that was the that was the one that her and I happened to be around the right. corner, right. and we were like, "Oh, no worries, we're around the corner." That so. was so yeah. that was so funny. We I remember we were texting you guys, and we had mentioned like, you know, hey, I just got pre-approved. Like, I know this is not the right order to go in. We haven't even met you yet in person, but like, I think we want to put an offer on this house, and we me and Kyle were laughing to each other because you guys worked so fast with your text messages within, like, seconds of each other. What do you mean? You're at the house? (laughs) You were like, oh, we'll be there in five minutes. Okay, we're we're here. This is what we think. Like, do this, do you have a second to talk? Let's chat about the house. (laughs) You were like, oh, my God, I guess we're in good hands here because this has been... This is so funny how fast everything was working. Yeah, within a 24-hour period, we got pre-approved. They went and looked at the house. We looked at the house, and we put an offer on the house. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so I'll just... That's not how we normally do anything. <laughs> so one of the things I remember right before, obviously, the first step for us in the process is always, you know, like a nice little intro with you guys, and then we're getting you pre-approved. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to also state for the record that Mary was completely stressed out about you being out there looking at houses before she went through her, like, presentation. I She's like, I haven't sat with them. I haven't gone over everything with them. They don't know what the process is. Ba 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 ba. And I was like, I'm sure that everything will be okay, Mary. We'll, fi- we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, Mary was like freaking out about that. Well, so think. Of, uh, no, so I did get you guys set up on MLS. I was gonna say I don't even know that you got into MLS. Like I'm that's not sure. just. Did we? I've never been on that website. <laughs> yeah. You might not be. I, I c- <laughs> legitimately cannot remember if we even had an opportunity to put you in in MLS. That's what uh, I felt so bad too after because I was like, oh, I we did this the completely wrong way and like. We just were so unorthodox with that, and I just was like, I'm getting them off of their, like, normal, you know, But it all, wor- it all worked out. So here one- we are. Yeah, exactly. Here we are. <laughs> um, so one of the things is, so we're getting you set up with Jasmine to get you a pre-approval. Um, and then usually I would be going through, and this is a crazy little home buying process, step-by-step thing that I have, probably 
there's like 14 steps. <laughs> there's 14 steps and there's a whole there's a whole presentation that we typically do just to try and eliminate a lot of um, unknowns or set expectations for what the process is going to look like, which normally you guys are 1000% the exception to the rule because normally it doesn't look anything like this. <laughs> Usually in that home buyers meeting I'm talking about how, you know, sale to list price ratio, so offer uh, properties are going 6% over list 90% of the time, or what, what waiving contingencies looks like, if it's the right move for you, if it's not the right move for you. Like, um, you might have to, I always joke, like, for unmarried women, you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. Sometimes you have to put in a lot of offers before you get the house. <laughs> you guys didn't do that. No. You guys we, didn't do that. We did not. We got really lucky. Yeah. I don't even know how there's 14 steps. <laughs> you're, you're on like you're, you're, you're on why, like, why did we pick them again? So this is what like this is what normally does not happen. <laughs> you're on you're on like step ten at yeah. this point. Nice. We're we're really in the home stretch. <laughs> so what did you think about like when you first decided to start, and then your mom's like, oh, call you know, call my cousin. Blah, Excuse blah, blah, me, blah, Sharon. Like, I don't mean to interrupt, but you do have you a, Jasmine's on the phone. She's waiting to jump oh. in here. Okay, Hi. perfect. Hey, Jazz. Hey, it's it's so nice to to see you guys all on Facebook together. Um, Alicia's like hiding. All, <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like everything happens like in the kind of a mystical creature way. I text Mario. I was like, who who are who are who's standing near you? Because uh, <laughs> I don't want to be creepy, but I recognize your license photos. <laughs> I was like, they're real people. <laughs> yeah, we are. I don't want to be creepy, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of the times you don't get to meet anybody in person anymore, or you don't. No. I mean, hmm. until closing day, people, maybe. People think I like work from a cave, and I'm just like hiding out. It's not before every meeting was in person, and it's so great because it's like this last week you guys have been like my unicorn story. I've been telling everybody, I was like, no, no, guys, it can happen. You don't even actually actually get to meet your realtor, really. Just go to an open house. <laughs> Jasmine, so, you know, I thought it was really interesting, too. I mean, we talk all the time about the misconceptions of, especially, I would say, first-time home buyers, where they feel like they have to put 20% down, and they think that the process is really, and Kyle is shaking his head right now, and, you know, we're going to have to have a little get-together for all your friends, and we'll put a class together for them so Mary can finally do her presentation, <laughs> and Jasmine can talk to all them. But um, I thought it was very interesting to hear Alicia say how easy the process process was so how were they in the whole process back to you guys oh my goodness it is the thing it comes down to organization um like george and i my, my right hand man we we're talking we we're like yeah these people couldn't be more organized or faster <laughs> and it's so excellent to see that because we request it it comes right over and we're like yeah we can do we can we can get this out it's like we move, move some things around and, and fit it in quickly because it's it's clean it's 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 concise and as long as you're organized as long as you you're ready to do it and they were ready to do it um it was easy and, and it's great to, to work with people like that because um we're all working towards the same goal like giving you guys a house and it's like when you guys show up with your documents they're like oh they actually mean it you know so, <laughs> like, yeah. really ready. thank you kyle you had said you know it was great because it was like tax time like that but had you bet guys you know either one of you can answer this have you been doing some research on like what will i need and you were shaking your head you thought you needed 20 percent down yeah we knew that there are different options available and we knew some of the documents that we're going to need going ahead mm -hmm. um knowing knowing that we can do a three and a half percent five percent we're just trying to look to see what made the most sense for us but luckily george and jasmine kind of answered that question on their own and they didn't really let us pick <laughs> it was more like no this will get you this will get your skin in the game and you can move forward you put yourself in a good situation monthly and on a first down payment mm -hmm. so what so were you, you doing are at that oh. okay go ahead jess i'm saying you guys are at that point now it's like now it's like you know what you you need to do to get into the market like you know okay when we're out there we're shopping which again unicorn story super fast but you're kind of figuring out on each house like okay what can you afford and now that you have a signed person in sale, we're going to kind of go through all that again. You guys are going to be able to decide, okay, do we want to put a little bit a little bit more down to kind of round the numbers? Are we sticking with, you know, 5%, say? Um, and, you know, maybe do we want to put a little bit more? Do we want to buy down points, which is, you know, slicing your interest rate and whatnot? So as much as we try to make it general, kind of shoot high on the rate, um, you know, shoot a little higher on a down payment to kind of make sure that you're you're meeting the minimum, but you're also not kind of leaving yourself broke, you know, or at least house poor. Um, mm -hmm. And now you're at that step where 
um, Monday, we're going to be having a, a long conversation about where you want to be rate-wise. So oh. it's one step ahead. Next step. Um, See, that was in my process. Exactly. <laughs> that was in my process. I never went over this one. Yeah, Mary skipped all of it. <laughs> But you know what, Jasmine? I'm 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 actually going to ask them a question because we've been all sort of speculating what what are what's in the buyers' minds right now. So Kyle and Alicia, seeing the interest rates sort of going up, was that sort of an indicator to you that maybe you should move faster than waiting to see until they get in the eights and nines? It was definitely scary. I know everyone's trying to wait and hoping that the market will correct itself or you know maybe even collapse but it's just a scary thought going forward knowing that we live in quincy and we're paying you know thirty thousand dollars in rent a year yeah. so we're just trying to get away from that and kind of knowing that this is a small window that we can take an opportunity mm-hmm. so we can kind of strike on it if we have the ability to yeah that's yeah, awesome that's definitely true and not that this really played a part because i think that if we didn't get this condo and then we had to continue we would figure it out in regards to like renting but um our lease ends july 6th so and we're closing june 29th exactly so i mean the timing of everything couldn't be more perfect in regards to having like an extra week in the apartment able to just like slowly move Mm -hmm. things out as needed so we were kind of chuckling to ourselves about the, the timing of everything and how perfect mm-hmm. the stars aligned for this one. That's there, perfect. There's a little bit of that it was meant to be type. Absolutely. Um, type feeling, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's unicorn. something. Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you sent me two uni- unicorns this morning? I didn't get it. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's the unicorns? Yeah, unicorns and rainbows. Good morning. <laughs> And everybody had told us, too, like, oh, you guys are too late. Like, you should have started this process way sooner yeah. because the July 6th thing, if you wanted to really be out by then, you should have started much sooner. But I'm just laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> to say, well, you know what? I had the best team that was so unorganized that they <laughs> that it just <laughs> fell together. Absolutely yeah. not. No. Um, so I'm sure, like, your family. Like, so how did your family and your friends react to that? That's actually sort of a good prompting question because were they like, hmm, did you... Did you take enough time to look at enough houses? Did you rush? Did you go too quickly? Right. Well, sometimes I have that, th- like, passing thought. I'm like, oh, I hope that we didn't, like, rush anything. But, I mean, I love the condo. But none of, like, my friends or family have at least expressed any of that to me. Maybe behind my back they did. <laughs> but everybody has just been very happy for us, which is a good thing. So yeah, Well, I, I think so. You had started when you first came in. We're talking about how... Um, your co-workers were tell- like kind of prepping you for what the process was going to look like as soon as you told them that you were going to be looking for a house. They were like, all right, well, get ready. It's a wild ride, and it's going to take you a long time, and you're going to miss out on a lot of houses and kind of trying to set that expectation for you. Yep. And you didn't have that experience kind of at all. <laughs> no, I know. And uh, so that first house in West Bridgewater, Ash, obviously we didn't get that. And uh, I felt like the heartbreak after. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was expressing that at work with like some of my coworkers and they had been telling me like, yeah, we've put offers on like eight houses so far and we still haven't gotten anything. Yeah. And they were like comparing it to being in a relationship and going through <laughs> like a breakup and how you fall in love and then your heart breaks. And I'm like, oh gosh, like I got to prepare myself for, mm. for this over the next few months. And yeah. then we put our second offer in on this uh, Whitman condo, and then I go into work the next day, and I was like, my offer's accepted. <laughs> Alicia's like, I'm so jealous. Alicia goes in with like two snaps in a circle, and I know that's old-fashioned, but two snaps in a circle, like no one breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah, watch out, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, watch out, Kyle. I think he's in it for the long run. You just bought, like, you're buying a condo together. So. Fingers uh, crossed. <laughs> finger, yeah, so well, but you know what's interesting, too, is because you know, you know, and again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. This, I am Sharon McNamara, and I have Mary Baker with me, my team member, and we have some guests with us today. Um, actually, my cousin's daughter, Alicia, and her boyfriend, Kyle. Uh, they just went through the first-time homebuyer process with um, Mary and Evis and my team. Uh, so we're just talking about that. Um, if you have any questions, I think we have two lines at the studio, 781-837-4900. We also have Jasmine on the line with us, who is their loan officer uh, from Maritime Mortgage. 
message, so she's wonderful. And I told you you would be in good hands with her. Like, if I'm going to use someone myself, then you're pretty confident. And I think Jasmine always gets nervous when I refer her people, especially when I... She'll know the difference. Like, I'm sending you my cousin's daughter. I'm sending you my nephew's... <laughs> Mark's nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Do I make you nervous, Jasmine? Uh, there's no pressure. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Everything is okay. No, I mean, we do take, and, and, I, and I don't want to discredit any, anybody here. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it's no, always a little, a little extra something. But, I, you know, one important thing about me, it's not me. It's Team Maritime. You know, it's, it's all of us. And every single person at, you know, in my office, and we're very selective on how we do it. We all care. These are our, these become our friends and our family. And, you know, this is, this is kind of the atmosphere we take. We all take it very personally. And so George Post has been, has been working with, with them, you know, just as mm-hmm. much if not more than me on the front end because, of course, Mary's traveling, I was traveling, and we're all out there. <laughs> it's <like> the perfect <laughs> storm. <laughs> Never go on vacation. <laughs> no, no, I don't know why we do it. We, get, we immediately get busy. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's a, a different world when you work with a team. And it's the same way with, yeah. you know, Evis, Mary, like, I, I think Everest and George here have been like huge cornerstones in, 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 mm-hmm. in their 100%. success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting, too, because when we do go through, the, when Mary does really go through the process to get back onto the serious side a little bit, and she was talking about the, suite, the street in the, West, the house in West Bridgewater, Ash. Yeah. Mary hated that house. I know. <laughs> so I love that you just said, I know. <laughs> she literally hated that house. I was like, And I she know, was just no, like, I just died. don't think it's the one that I don't think I, it has this. And I was in the basement and it had blah, 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 blah. And she's going on and on and on. And I was like, well. Well, Jasmine kind of nailed it on the head. It's not for us. It's not selling a house. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. writing alone. It's literally, number one, you're Sharon's cousin's daughter <laughs> and boyfriend. <laughs> one. And two. I want to be your friends at the end of the day. Literally what I said to you guys um, about moving in, so they're moving in 4th of July weekend, I go, Sam and I have a 4th of July party, so you can come over and have a beer afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's, it's more of that relationship, so I'm very concerned with the house that you buy, making mm-hmm. sure that it's a good financial decision, making sure that you actually love it, that it's not going to, um, you know, have a lot of unforeseen issues down the road right. um, mm-hmm. and really setting yourself up for success. That house was beautiful. Yeah. They had a lot going for it. It just also had some major red flags, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I was not shy about voicing that at all. <laughs> Which we needed to hear. Yeah. Because yeah, so the blinders can be turned on very easily. So. Did you appreciate that? Or were Absolutely. you thinking like she's a little... No, we needed to hear it. Yeah. I mean, not a little strong. We still... <laughs> 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 Haven't even met you yet. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and did you think that that would be like what the process is? Like when you thought, okay, I have to have a buyer's agent. I remember one thing, Alicia, that when I was talking to both of you, and I had said, you know, this is the process, this is what we do. Um, if you're going into any open houses, like say nothing, but like the process, like to have a buyer's agent representing you doesn't cost you anything. Were you surprised by that? Yeah, I guess I don't really know anything about this process going into it. And I still should have had the presentation. <laughs> but I, I just thought after with like the whole closing costs and everything, that would be something included in the buyers, but... That's the seller's problem. (laughs) (laughs) Very very much so. Um, And I think that's something, that's a really good question, Sharon, because, um, or not question, but more observation. I don't think a lot of people understand how it works. Mm -hmm. And that's what part of me going through the presentation is, um, is educating buyers on exactly how it works so that you're not thinking like at the end of the day, oh, crap, how's Mary getting paid? Or... (laughs) Um, well, you that's know, what I felt so bad about because we're taking all of your time on like weekends and yeah. Mother's Day, and I'm like, oh my goodness, Kyle, like we are asking for too much right now. Like we need to oh, take a no. step back. Well, see, that that's why it's important too. I know we did it the exact opposite way, but that's why it's important to go through that because we never want you to feel that way. And that's yeah. why I said to you, if there's ever any question, like text me at 10 o'clock at night. If I can't answer, I won't answer. Mm-hmm. I'll answer you the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want anybody ever laying in bed at night worried, sick to their stomach about anything. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. This is what we love to do. This is why we've been doing it full time as long as we have. Um, and I think it's important. I literally just did the same presentation for somebody Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um and in going through it, 
I told her, I was like, we operate under complete and total transparency. All the information that I have, I'm going to give, mm -hmm. and I want this to be a relationship. I don't want it to be like, oh, she's my agent. At mm -hmm. the end of it, we're your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's, absolutely. You know, we feel Our goal that. anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Jasmine, yeah. <laughs> Jasmine, what are what Jasmine will come to the Fourth of July party. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's invited. Not me. I'll We're be in Edgartown. I'll be in Edgartown. Oh Edgar yeah, Town. you're always on the boat. I'll be in Edgartown. I'll be on the boat on Fourth of July. We'll go to Edgartown too. <laughs> <laughs> you can come over. Take the ferry. But um, what was I going to say, Jasmine? So what are the next steps in the process for them? And for our Facebook listeners, I'm sorry if you can't hear Jasmine because she called into the studio. We're trying to figure out that part of things, but. Um, we can, we can take another phone call, Sharon. Oh, oh you can. Okay, yes. great. We have so, the technology. Perfect. <laughs> so if anybody does have any questions, 781-837-4900. That was Tim, my main man producer over there at WATD. We are in our home studio here in Pembroke Center. Uh, if you're going over to Stop and Shop and you want to say hello, come on over. We're here. Come uh, on over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, so Jasmine. Uh, Christina Aguilera yes. stuck in my head. <laughs> what are the next steps in the process? Like, and Mary, why don't you join in with her like what are the next dates that they have to be concerned about and jasmine what are the next things that you're doing in the back end for their loan so as soon as we receive the purchase and sale agreement cough cough mary um, i literally just got it eight minutes ago <laughs> i looked at my phone literally i should just have received got it. it six and a half minutes ago <laughs> by your normal trend oh sorry i'm on the radio show <laughs> I'll make sure you get it. I'll make sure you get it. I always do. I always do. So um, we'll take we'll take a look at the purchase and sale agreement, and we'll confirm kind of all of our important dates. And what we're going to do on the broker side is I'm going to take that and I'm going to shop kind of your entire loan with a bunch of different lenders, and I'm going to then uh, circle back with you guys and say, okay, as soon as markets open on Monday, usually 10, 10.30, say, okay, this is what the rates are looking like. This is, this is the dates. These are the best programs that I think would be, you know, good for you. These are the different down payments based on what you have, the leave reserves. Um, and then you guys are going to choose um, where you want to be interest rate-wise. You can choose the market interest rate, which is going to have no cost or no credit, or you can choose a lower interest rate and pay what we call points. And a point is 1% of your loan amount. And so it could be like, you know, 5% might have a cost of, of 12 basis points, so 12% of a point. And you might opt to do that instead of choosing say 5.091 or whatever percent. And so you'll kind of decide where you want to be if you want to spend money to get the lower rate or if say you wanted help with closing costs, you could choose 5.25 and get a, what's called a lender credit. So we'll kind of break down all those options for you guys and you'll choose where you want to be in the interest rate and we'll lock it in because no one has a crystal ball and while we hope rates come down, we are not going to play with your money. And so we're going to lock in your interest rate and get the, get the ball rolling with the loan. And for what that looks like on our side is we're going to be um, submitting your loan to underwriting. So someone um, with a slightly fancier title than me confirms that we did the job right. And they're going to take a look at your income, assets, your credit, and the program we selected and make sure it all fits into the beautiful little bucket. And then we are going to be working with the attorney who's going to be looking at the title work of the house. And that's really the ownership history in, say, the last 50 years. They're going to do a 50-year look back and make sure that every seller from one party to the next and even the current sellers have taken care of all their debts and so that you're not taking a property with, say, a tax or water lien. Um, and they're going to do their due diligence. That takes a couple weeks. Um, you know, I'm not sure who you guys are even using for an attorney yet, um, but I mean, whoever is, everyone we work with, um, and we're very selective on our... Emmanuel. Emmanuel. <laughs> Emmanuel. It would be Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Oh, love Emmanuel. Emmanuel's fast. He's, he's like 10 days most on his, on his current times. So he's going to get me what I need on, on my side. That Styles Law is awesome. They're a fantastic group to work with. So if there's anything like wrong, they're going to take, they're going to take care of it. They're going to work with the seller side. You guys won't even know this is happening. Um, so we're going to be working with the... <laughs> yeah, because no, right now, right now, Alicia's like, I can't keep track. I Jasmine, Jasmine, just so you know, if you're watching on Facebook too, like they're, they're not breathing right now. So <laughs> they're like, what? So she will go through this a lot slower, I promise. Um, but let yes, me actually, sorry. let me stop with one question too, though. What are your suggestions to people right now? I know like when interest rates were so low, it's like, all right, you might as well just, keep, you know, don't put any points in and just keep a low, low rate. So you're borrowing the bank's money. This is 
probably not going to be their first, like it will be their first home, but it's not going to be their forever home. So do you suggest just go in, don't like save your cash, keep yourself liquid. And so long as you can make that payment, because they'll probably be getting out of it at some point anyways, and they can refi. Spot on. So where the, where the economists are kind of expecting rates to go is to turn. And we don't know where that, that mark point is. You know, are they going to be pivoting um, after they hit six and a quarter percent and then low means today's rates? Um, or are they going to be back in the threes and the fours? I don't think we'll get twos again because there's just no real economic benefit for a larger scale economy to do that. But we don't know where that pivot point is going to be. And so really I'm focusing on payment. Um, your intention with the home and payment. And so if you've got, you know, this is your, your, your step-in condo, right? Like say this is your three-year plan. Well, we're not going to buy points that have a break-even of four years or five years. We're going to really look at your intention with the property and make sure that you're not, you know, you're not leaving yourself house for to get into something new that you're not going to be in forever. So I'm generally in a no-point situation right now that's kind of been my advice but then i've got people who they're on fixed income it's a long-term property for them and they can't wait or rely on the interest rates to turn you know they're putting 30 40 percent down and this this loan that they have there's no other way to save money you guys are going to have a loan with mortgage insurance so that is going to be a monthly or we can do it not monthly too, but I'm going to suggest monthly mortgage insurance. Mm. And this is going to be protecting the lender against your foreclosure. And they need that protection until either when you're buying a house, you put 20% down, they don't need the protection, or when you your your equity position hits 22%. Um, and that's a big misconception. It's not the 20% mark, it's 22% based on natural payments. But the way that the market is appreciating time and time again, year over year, and while we don't expect it to stay at these crazy rates, I mean, we, we were seeing before the pandemic 4 to 7%, you know, um, and Mary, Sharon, correct me if I'm wrong on that, the depreciation mm-hmm. was so short. Um, yeah. But we were seeing, you know, appreciate quickly. People who purchased with me in, in 2017, 2018, were able to then naturally drop their mortgage insurance in 2020 and 2021. And so maybe we have some savings there and we don't focus so much on the rate but about the payment over the course of the five years. So a lot goes into my advice and it's really based on on a good detailed conversation with Lishenka. Like you know, every, everything is client based. Jasmine, can you write cannot. that down for us? <laughs> where's, where's, your, where's your PDF? So do you have any questions about that, I guess? Is, no, but in all honesty, like, do, you, yeah, do you have questions for her? Well, that's actually a good point. I mean, do you feel, I mean, we obviously we put you in good hands. That must be comforting to know, too, that she's going to give you the best advice, exactly. right? Absolutely. Um, very comforting. There's yes. a lot of trust mm-hmm. that happens in this process, too, right? You trust that your agent has your best interest. There's obviously a... a familial connection here so you that that instant trust is kind of built in yes. right like that everybody's going to take care of you but if that wasn't there you have to trust that your agent is giving you the right advice that is not knowledgeable about the market and that your lender is doing the same i agree um, yeah that's why i call it a relationship it is it really mm-hmm. um i all i kept on thinking jasmine as you were going through everything i was like when is she going to mention the appraisal when is she going to mention the oh, appraisal? We, haven't, we haven't gotten there yet guys <laughs> You There's only so you only covered have. Monday. <laughs> I only covered Monday until eleven thirty. I haven't yeah, gotten to Monday afternoon yet. Yeah. So I know that um, that was part of the process, and Mary was talking, I think, was Ky- was it just yeah. Kyle on the phone? Yeah. Um, and I can, you know, well, Jasmine, you know the setup of our office, um, so I can hear when she's talking, and I know she hates when I do this, and then I'll, like, just pipe in, and she has her earbuds in, and she's like, like what? Like, <laughs> but I can't help myself, so. But she was talking about the appraisal process and how the negotiation went. So how many offers, Mary, were on this property, and Kyle and Alicia, did you, t- did you fully understand? understand what Mary's point was when she was bringing up this whole process. Yeah, it was definitely something new to us, but it was something that was, again, captured in a fast-forwarded process, <laughs> as, <laughs> as everything was. So I say that they wrote a killer offer. So there were five offers on the property, um, mm-hmm. and the team that we're working with, they did it, the, in my opinion, the right way. They opened it up for private showings all that week, yeah. did an open house. Um, actually, they didn't do any open houses that weekend because it was Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly easy to show. They ultimately ended up um, getting five offers. 
and it was a very easy house to comp, right? Because there were many properties that have sold, actually three properties that have sold and or are under agreement in the development right now. And one just happens to be with one of our agents, right? Yeah, yeah one happens oh. to be with one of our agents. That was where we got the condo docs. Oh. So the way that we set up the offer is we had a very good idea of where we wanted to be from a price point perspective um, based off of the comparisons. We, based off the fact that it was a newer condo, chose to waive the home inspection mm -hmm. because we really walked through very thoroughly. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, I know we don't like to do this, but mm -hmm. if there was ever going to be a house, this would have been mm -hmm. the perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, and essentially, they told us that's what they were looking for. You yeah. know, that's the offer that's going to stand out to them. Right. And then the other key factor was considering um, any appraisal gap coverage. Um, so that was a long conversation. Initially, we went in with no appraisal language. Mm -hmm. We just went in with a very aggressive price point, waived the home inspection. Um, we were able to review the condo docs ahead of time, so we didn't have that mm -hmm. as a contingency, which was amazing. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. um, nice and work, Mary. And it's well amazing. done. Well, so the other yeah. thing, yeah. the other step that we were able to take because the comps had um, sold in there is we actually, I, I say we, no, I did it. <laughs> I called the other agents that had sold in that building to or in the community to find out if they had any appraisal issues. So I called Teresa Roth, who's the mm -hmm. agent um, at our office, and I called the other two agents. One of them was a cash offer, and the other two didn't have issues with appraisal. So mm -hmm. that's what gave us the confidence to kind of go forward with this appraisal um, gap mm -hmm. coverage when we decided to do so. And what were you thinking through the, pro like, when all this was going on? Was your head, like, racing? Like, or were you just like, all right, she yeah. got this? Well, I was in the middle of work. Um, <laughs> no better time to write an offer. No better time to write an offer. I was like terrible service in the hallway, trying to make sure that there was no patients that needed to be seen <laughs> and trying to figure out if we are going to be underwater with this appraisal gap or if we should comp that or I don't really know the words for it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I felt very comfortable with Mary when she was able to find the condo dogs and being able to talk to the other lenders or um, mm -hmm. realtors with the with comps. The, yeah, with the ones under agreement. Yeah. yeah. So well, I think it was better. the perfect it was a perfect storm of um, being able to gather as much information ahead of time prior to writing the offer. Exactly. Because um, mm -hmm. a lot of times that can't happen. Um, right. So that put you guys in the ballpark of being able to write such a good offer. Well, you were able to do the research before you did the offer, so it wasn't contingent upon anything. And that's why when I have listings, I don't, I want to have offers due on Tuesday, so it gives buyers the opportunity to go to town hall and do their due diligence if they have to on Monday, right? You can't have an open house on Sunday, all the offers come in on Sunday, well, then it's contingent upon this, that, and the other thing. I just yeah. just get your information, tell me if you're staying in the game or not. So, yeah. So, Kyle, what about you? How were, What was your thought process? Uh, so a lot of it was new to me as well, um, just a foreign topic, but it, for a first-time home buyer, it was very comforting to know with the appraisal gap, Mary was saying that it was coming up more 70% of houses right now that are going to contract, mm -hmm. that you have to have some type of language in there. And again, first-time home buyer, you don't really know that process. So it's like, am I going to pay this out of pocket? Mm -hmm. And then getting to know the whole situation and how it can actually work, it was nice to know that there's different scenarios and different options that you can move with going forward. So mm -hmm. even you can put your offer in a real strong offer and then still kind of figure it out down the road where you're not just having to worry about cash in pocket or cash coming out of your pocket. Right. Yeah. That's I, where Jasmine comes in. That's yeah. where Jasmine comes yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> Jasmine will work her magic on, on the back end, Jasmine and George. Um, but that was one key factor that I found myself kind of repeating to you guys because when we were deciding on what that number amount was going to be for our appraisal gap coverage, I was like, it's not really... $10,000 out of your pocket. It right. can be if you choose to, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be. Right. So it's not, I'm, I'm writing a check for that money. Um, there are options, and that's the key point, right, yeah. is that you're not tied to one or the other. And being able to qualify, correct, Jasmine? Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and, and this is the thing. Being a first-time homebuyer gives you a lot of flexibility, even at 5% down, because if you need to pivot, we've had this happen last year. We had a few of them come in. And we've had to pivot from a 5% to a 3% because the loan is going to be based on e the lower of either the sale price or the appraised value. So a small difference in, in, the, um, in the appraised value can also just mean a difference in your loan to value. And we might just have to pivot based on that. And it happens, and people feel very conflicted when they have to pay additional um, or, you know, they have to change their down payment percentage. But here's the thing. If, it, if it's the same amount of money you were going to pay over 30 years, 
It's just about when you're going to pay it. And as long as the payment stays comfortable um, and you're planning on being in the property for a while, equity won't matter because equity is something you realize when you sell, really. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because otherwise it's something you're tapping in and you're borrowing in against anyways. So as long as you're planning on being there and you you felt comfortable at your offer price and you were like, this is something I'm going to, I'm going to pay for over 30 years. Sometimes it's just a difference in when you're giving it, mm-hmm. you know, is, is really the difference. And it's, it's a mind shift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's where um, a lot of people, and we've been talking about it for, it's more commonplace now, I think, than it was ever before. Um, to talk about appraisals. Literally, I had a property, so I was using this as an example for you guys, um, which, uh, Jasmine, you'll have to explain this to me one day. Um, Mm -hmm. But we had a property that we listed in Weymouth, and now it's closed now, so I can talk about this publicly, but it was on market for Mm $4.99. The initial appraiser came through, and actually the buyers had waived their appraisal contingency entirely. Um, We were under contract for $5.80, so... $80,000 $80,000 over asking. Um, the initial appraisal appraiser came out and appraised it at four ninety, dollars mm. So $90,000 difference mm-hmm. and below our even list price, which is crazy to me. Um, we were able to get a reappraisal. They re- an, another appraiser came in, appraised it at five sixty, and ultimately went through underwriting and um, ended up appraising at five eighty. dollars So they bumped it up to five eighty. dollars So I don't understand how something like that works, Jazz. You could tell me. I'll tell you how it happens. I mean, sometimes appraisers, they're so busy. They're so backed up. They're so, like, some of them are just having a bad day. Like, they're not really being that thorough. I mean, that was our listing, right? So yeah. I know that you went to the appraisal, yeah. right? Was that person sort of miserable? I'm just guessing. Yeah, you know, she hated dogs, so I don't trust anybody who hates dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh. You know, I get a, I get a I bad, say, bad mojo. I think mojo. it's just some, an animal hater. We have to be careful. What if we get that person again? <laughs> yeah, I know. I won't say her name. Okay. Um, I remember it, though. I'm never going to forget. Mm. Um, but I think that's where, so when we talk about waiving appraisal language, that's like the nightmare, right? So mm-hmm. the nightmare is waiving it entirely and then having it appraise $90,000 below what you're, yeah. what you're um, offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... And that, so that's the worst case scenario. When we're talking about, you know, appraisal gap coverage and making like small concessions, they're very doable, like two mm-hmm. completely different things. So yeah. I would never be comfortable waiving an appraisal, mm-hmm. but giving to some type of gap, I think in today's world, it's just coming up more and more frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jasmine, you're seeing, I mean, all the offers that are going through, not just from Boston Connect, but, you know, all the other, you know, agents and companies that you work with. And Kyle had said mm-hmm. that, mentioned 70% that Mary had said. I would guess that that number is higher, that people are putting appraisal. I, some type of language. Appra- appra- appraisal language yeah. in the offer. What are you seeing, Jasmine? Well, it's, it's funny because as much as I'm seeing it, I'm seeing so many FHA loans being written right now um, and offers being accepted where it was kind of like a very quiet year with FHA having those offers accepted. And Mm. um, for those those who don't know, appraisal um, FHA has a clause that pretty much overrides every appraisal gap. So you can write that you're going to cover it and there's an agreement, but you're going to sign this mandatory clause which pretty much says the buyer can get out of the contract if, if it doesn't appraise, right? So we were seeing them being accepted so much in 2020 and 2021, and I've got an influx, an influx of FHA, which tells me that that appraisal gap isn't as big of a concern as it's been the last couple of years. So again, I think it's a perspective mm-hmm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. But for conventional offers, I'm seeing it a ton. And we're putting almost every loan through underwriting initially, um, once we have an address, to see if we get an appraisal waiver, because there's still so much data, so many people refinance. Um, you know, over the last few years, and there's so much property data that Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac don't need an appraisal on every property. Mm-hmm. And so on those, we're seeing, we're seeing um, every single time we get an appraisal waiver, the appraisal gap can, can just be, be waived. And it's because it lowers the risk. As long as that waiver stays through closing, you never need an appraisal. And so as long as you're comfortable paying what you're paying for, it, that's the market value. And, you know, that is what value is, what you're willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's literally what Sharon, so when she was saying she was not yelling at me, but yelling to me while I was on the phone with Kyle, (laughs) that's what she was saying. She was like, it's just, if they're happy paying for it, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, if that's, they're happy paying the price. And I'm like, I know, we've already talked about this. Yeah, because the sale price isn't changing. (laughs) Right. 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 It's just, you know, and again, though, it's a a mindset, too, though. I mean, there are a lot of people, let's face it, if I go to buy a pair of shoes and uh, you know what I mean and they're worth $50 I certainly don't want to pay 75 for them exactly. right so it's like a mind thing mm-hmm. yes right so it's tell like, us well that was our offer for or that number was our offer but with that appraisal gap if it doesn't get appraised for what we were going to offer is that sca- that's definitely something scary like oh mm-hmm. did we just do you feel like you're overpaying? Mm-hmm. Overpay right. like, by an enormous amount, like that Weymouth house spending like ninety thousand dollars over what it was yeah. appraised for. Like at that point, I feel like I would have heart palpitations. <laughs> yeah. you know, being like, oh my goodness, have, I just spent almost yeah. hundred thousand dollars thinking that you overpaid and made mm-hmm. a bad investment, yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, right, especially that's more what it's about a bad investment. I mean, bad yeah. investment. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna get that back, and if you ever wanted to resell it, yeah, yeah. Into yeah. I just I don't know. Um, Jasmine, what your thoughts are, but I don't think that we're in a bubble. I don't think anything's crashing, but I do certainly feel us flattening out a bit here. So I feel like we're not going to continuously see, you know, these higher prices over asking the way that we did. I think inventory is going to get even scarcer come fall just because, and I said this a couple weeks ago, when I refinanced my house several years ago, I think my interest rate is like 2.375 or something, right? I mean, really, really low. Never leave. I get, like, why would I? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, why would I sell my house mm-hmm. to buy another house that may not even be the same condition or value or whatever just to get, you know, a higher one? So I feel like our inventory will be lower. Um, but I think it's good that you guys, like, jumped in when you did. Jasmine, you have something to say about that? Oh yeah, so I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go too deep, but I don't think we're in a bubble. <laughs> in it. You, you, you guys know I'll geek out. I won't do that to you. But oh, she gets thing. so excited. By the way, you have to meet her in person because when we have her on the radio, like she's just like very so very, passionate. Very, very passionate. <laughs> but go ahead, get that passion out, girl. I love numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> until there's, you know, until it is cheaper to rent than buy you're going to have a big influx of people in the market. We've got um, millennials entering into the market where people thought we we wouldn't see them entering in right now, but they're finally at family-forming ages. And then we've got Gen Z coming right behind them. I think it's like 120 million people expected to enter the market in the next few years. Where are those houses? And in certain cities, they're overbuilding beyond demand, and they're building at a higher price point that it's not attainable for first-time home buyers. And so we might see some small pocket bubbles where there's just been an overbuild. But here in Massachusetts, and even even kind of the whole Northeast, we are not seeing that. We are not seeing new construction building at, you know, really high rates. We're in a really highly paid area, you know, so everything costs more. And so builders aren't building to the scope that they were before. And so until we, do, until we have enough houses or until it's cheaper to rent, we are going to be staying in an appreciating market. And here's the thing. It really doesn't matter. People keep talking about the rates going up, and people keep talking about limited inventory. It really, as long as you can get in, as long as you can get, you know, a comfortable monthly payment, and if you're going to hang on to it for a little bit of time, value isn't the most important thing, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's really the scary thing when we're talking about these appraisal gaps is the access to your cash. You know, it takes a long time to save that money. And so it's very scary for buyers to get in there and go, okay, now I'm going to have 10000 that will just be allocated to overpaying. So even though the value might be fine and you can get around that mentally, overspending on your cash is, is tough to do. And so mm-hmm. it comes down to balancing, making sure you've got money at the end of the day, so you're comfortable with that payment and that you can afford that crazy thing we, we like like food and electricity yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> food uh, but jasmine we actually just have two minutes left here so we're going to be wrapping up can you give everybody your contact information so if they want to uh talk to you about getting a loan how can they reach you yeah thanks for letting me crash guys um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh team maritime and my email's t-e-a-m at maritimeloan.com or you can reach me on my cell 774 240 4667 and George and I'd be happy to help. 
Perfect. And if you didn't get any of that information, you can always feel free to give us a call at the office. Our number is easy to remember, 781-826-8000. Kyle, Alicia, final thoughts for our final seconds? What would you think? I'm just really happy that we <laughs> found this place and have worked with you guys. So this has been an amazing process. And so I just want to say thank you. Aww, and this is the best cute. team ever. So cute, Kyle. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. <laughs> we like that. Uh, and also, I am we are putting a new listing on the market this week at 700 Center Street in Pembroke. It is a four-bedroom colonial. So if you want information on that, you can give us a call, 781 4848 is my cell phone number. And also, I just want to put out to my WATD listeners, please send prayers to my family. My dad had a terrible fall on Thursday, still in the hospital, and um, we just really need him to recover and get better. Uh, so please send prayers his way. So thank you, everybody. Bye, Tim. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.